Felicidades. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. We're just honoring Stephen Hawkins before this. You'll be missed. How many of y'all want that anointing? What was he, some kind of like space scientist? Doesn't that sound cool? I wanna be a space scientist. Listen, do you realize you have the opportunity now to be a water astronaut? It's not limited to NASA. The only deception of NASA is the limitation of the natural realm. People are like, oh, NASA means deception in Hebrew. If you're in the natural realm, you're in deception in Hebrew. <laughs> if you don't got your mind in the river of life, in the glory, it don't matter what kind of conspiracy theories you got paranoid up in your bones. It's all demons. You need to get your brain into the glory and get all the fear out. Fear is a covenant with demons. I don't care how right you think you are in your Alex Jones conspiracy theories. It's probably mostly true. The issue is, is it bad fruit? Because fallen angels know about everything in the universe and they've never bore any good fruit. So it's obviously not about knowledge and knowing stuff. It's clearly not about being informed. Gotta read the newspaper. Gotta watch the news. Gotta be informed. See what they're doing to Julian Assange? <laughs> CNN Crooked News Network. I only watch Breitbart. Gotta be informed, brother. You need to be informed on the river of life. You need to become masters of time. You need to become water astronauts. You need to sacrifice the need to know for the ability to glow. It's true. Your need to know is sin. Your need to have to figure it out before you make a decision is satanic. That's the curse of the fall. That's unbelief. That's what doubt and unbelief is, is not being able to move by the unknown, not being able to move by mystery. If you can't move in mystery, you will never grow in the glory of God. If you have to figure it out, you will stay an infant in Christ for eternity. For eternity. It's not just you're an infant in Christ here on earth. You're an infant in Christ in the kingdom of heaven for eternity. How developed you get in the spirit of wisdom while you're down here? And there's a lot to be doing. There's a lot, 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 lot of mystery down here. I mean, you can get wiser than Solomon. You can get more revelated than Enoch. You can. Because you got thousands and thousands of years called the wisdom of the ages. They only had like one or two ages. You got seven ages. And some of you can work out of all seven as the ancient of days. Hopefully, co-heirs with Christ. People are like, well, I'm separated from Christ. Only the demon in your brain separates you from Christ. Only religious pride separates you from Christ. You are partakers of His divine nature. Partakers. 
co-heirs and partakers in union. You were born again in union to the Spirit of God the Father and God the Father's living waters. Who separated you in your mind? You call yourself a prophet, an apostle, a teacher, an evangelist, a pastor, and you're not in union yet? You're not even an infant in Christ. You're an antichrist. It's true. Anyone that speaks outside of union is not just an infant in Christ. They're an antichrist. Because they go against the very new covenant of union. Union is the day you're born of the Spirit of God the Father and the living waters. Who separated you? Having begun in the Spirit, trying to finish in the brain, Galatians 3.1. Who has bewitched you, Americans? What prophet and apostle has bewitched you? That you are not partakers of the divine nature with your entire heart and mind renewed. You're not transfigured by the removing of your mind. You're transfigured by the renewing of your mind. Your mind is actually connected to the stars. Your blood is connected to the waters. You're a universal creature of stars and waters. It's true. You're created out of this universe. Only one part of you is not from this capsule of time and space. And it's the primary part. It's your spirit. We build on the solid rock of Christ in us in our spiritual stomachs. Amen? We're not laboring in vain. We're building on the rock. We're not building on the sand. We don't build on the soul. We don't build on the flesh. That's even dumber. We build on the spirit. But we build in the spirit so we can renew our souls and transfigure our bodies. Otherwise, we've labored in vain. Otherwise, we've completely cut ourselves off from any inheritance whatsoever, and we have no rewards in heaven because we're fools. Foolish virgins. There are a lot of foolish virgins that do Christianity but don't actually do anything. They just got all the New Testament words, but there's no spirit, there's no prophecy, there's no obedience, there's no river, there's no blueprint, there's no revelation. They're not doing anything in the spirit. Fallen angels love foolish virgins because they're like the perfect, most obedient people to religion. Foolish virgins are the most perfect, obedient people to the fallen angels because they have all the Bible, but they have none of the Spirit, none of the oil. They had no oil in their lamps, according to the Bible. Meaning they didn't know Him intimately. They didn't sacrifice their own blood. They didn't sacrifice their own brain. They didn't sacrifice anything. They just tried to do the Bible their own way. They're doers of their own thing. That's what a worker of iniquity is, a foolish virgin. Someone that does Christianity my own way. That's what iniquity is. That you apply the Bible to yourself through your own interpretation. That's what wickedness is. That's iniquity. You'll still go to hell. The kingdom is the dominion of the king. It's all about submission to authority. I'm a man under authority, so I recognize your authority. I'm not worthy for you to come into my house, the centurion said to Jesus Christ. Only say the word, and my daughter will be healed. Such great faith I have not found in all Israel. Go, your daughter is healed this very moment. The centurion, the soldier, high-ranking Roman officer, recognized the authority of the Son of God. 
because he was a man under authority. Being outside the authority of men and women more mature than you in the Spirit is what kills us. It's what hands us over to the fallen angels. Lone rangers are destroyed every day for lack of submission to true apostolic and prophetic authority in the river of life. This ain't control spirits. This is not demons. This is not religion. This is the dominion of the king, the kingdom of God. Even the angels have full understanding of all these things. There are ranks of every angel in the two-thirds that obey God's word. Two-thirds obey God's word in the stars. Two-thirds obey God's word in the waters. And they all obey their rank. None of them break rank. So how much of this is applied to the angels? Whoa. In Joel's army. How much? A lot of it. Equal to humans. Because actually I've never seen humans that don't break rank, so it clearly can't apply to humans. It applies to angels. Angels do not break rank in Joel's army. Humans are so clueless, they don't even know what rank is, and they'll usually manifest pride. Because they can only see in the natural dimension because they're not sanctified. Very few are sanctified to have spiritual wisdom and spiritual intelligence at a mature enough level to even recognize men and women's stature in the spirit. So, infants in Christ are so blind, they could be standing next to God the Father incarnate and treat them like a technon infant in Christ because they look foolish, because the wisdom of God is foolishness to carnal minds, it is written. And that's often how you deal, like the Apostle Paul with the Corinthian church. They were just totally dishonoring him. Oh, you think you've already arrived and that you're now you're more wise than me? Oh, I want to come under your authority. I want to come under your kingship. Oh, I wish you were ruling and reigning, Corinthians, so that Barnabas and I, little infants in Christ, could come sit under your kingship and your kingcraft and your queenship and your queencraft, and the heavens would drip sweet wine. For there is no more sin in Corinth. The temple prostitutes are completely washed clean, Rome has fallen, and we established the kingdom, and it couldn't have been further from the truth, and it was still 400 years away. <laughs> Completely and totally clueless. And that's why Paul says that no one who is an infant in Christ can ever be a leader in the church, lest they get puffed up in pride and go the way of Satan. That's what's written in Scripture. Never can a new believer be a leader lest they get puffed up in pride and go the way of Satan. That's what Paul says. So, even though you come into the glory of God, you come into signs, miracles, and wonders, everyone did in the first century. That was the only type of Christianity, remember? Mary's, and the Odes of Solomon, we have the recordings of Mary, the mother of Jesus. She's preaching and teaching the drunken glory. Oh yeah. In the Odes of Solomon, the earliest Christian hymn book, the mother of God was preaching the drunken glory. They had the drunken glory, signs, miracles, and wonders, and then they had all these rules and protocol because it was total chaos, because everyone thought, because of their mind experiencing all this stuff, they could just be like Paul, they could just be like Mary. There was rank, but all the humans were breaking rank to their own destruction. So who does not break rank? The angels don't. Why? Because if the angels do, they'll fall like Satan. 
They're not going to fall just because the humans are clueless. The angels will sit back and watch you make mistakes your whole life and just do the best they can with you. And that's how most angels have worked with most human beings throughout time. Throughout time, most angels have just had to be super patient with their human partners because the partner that they're hooked up with from God the Father on assignment is utterly blind and clueless. And they just get frustrated. Angels have emotions. Angels feel sadness and sorrow when you sin when you disobey, they're not going to leave you because you do have guardian angels. That's written in Psalms 91. He sends his angels to guard you. Guardian angel, Psalm 91, it is written. So they're going to stay with you no matter what. The issue is cleaning up your life in the river by drinking the river and sacrificing your pride and your selfishness and your will. Most importantly, giving up your will. People's stubbornness is the wide path to destruction. We've been preaching to Christians for 13 years. I've never seen people more stubborn, obstinate, and disobedient than Christians because they're know-it-alls, especially Americans. Because we all have 15 Bibles in our houses and we've all gone to church a thousand times and we're full of knowledge, but we don't have that much spiritual wisdom. Our spiritual stature is still small, but our intelligence of the brain realm of Satan and his angels is real large. So we got big on the tree of the knowledge of of good, but we're still very small in the tree of the knowledge of glory. The knowledge of the glory will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. So we got the tree of the knowledge of good, which is called Satan in our brain, because there's no life in it. That's why they manifest like serpents every single day at the glory of God. Because even though it's a type of Christianity, it's actually Jezebel's Christianity. Jezebel is all sorcery and immorality that's in the world. She's the chief of all the principalities of Satan and his angels. Sorcery and immorality. Sorcery is all religion, all self-righteousness, all pride. You deal with it every single day of your life since you were born into planet Earth. Every single one of us has dealt with it every single day of our life on Earth without without an exception of one single day. So it's time to clean up the days of dealing with the sorceries and immoralities of that woman Jezebel who calls herself a prophetess but is just a false prophet. What's a false prophet? The frogs. Hey, but Moses brought frogs, yeah? And then the magicians also brought brought frogs and they brought more frogs upon Egypt after Moses brought frogs in the Exodus. What does it mean? Frogs coming out of the mouth of the false prophet. It means that the counterfeiters and the workers of iniquity and those under Jezebel will counterfeit everything that the holy people are doing until they're thrown into the lake of fire. (laughs) You see it every day. You'll have Janice and John Bray's Christians, knowledge of good and evil Christians, side by side, Moses, knowledge of glory Christians, Every step of the way, they grow up together. The wheat and the tares, the wise and the foolish, the sheep and the goats. Jesus Christ said they'll grow up together until the end, until the maturation of all things. And this is not so much as as it is about the Buddhists and the Muslims and the New Agers, as it is the cleansing and the purging of the expression of Christianity, removing the false and revealing the true. 
which is the only judgment God the Father cares about, because that's once you have the true expression of glory, Christianity, and Moses on the mountain singing the song of Moses and playing their harps, Revelation chapter 15, verse 1 and 2, it is written, then no one will be confused as to who Jesus Christ is and who Satan is and Jezebel and all the counterfeit that's in the world. If people saw the true expression, expression of what the Apostle John, the water Apostle, walked in, in the Gospel of John, in the Revelation of John, there would be no other form of Christianity except the elder of the elderly, he's called. You know that verse? To the, el- the elder of the elderly, to blah, 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 2nd, 3rd John. He calls himself the leader of Christianity in the Bible. Did you know it? The Apostle John, the water Apostle, Why water? Because water is mentioned continuously. Continuously in the Gospel of John, 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, and the book of Revelation, because that's the only way you can be saved, is by drinking the love, the divine love, of the living waters. There's no other formula in the Gospel of John, 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, or Revelation, other than water. Living water. John brought the water. He had the revelation of the water. It's the the most important revelation of this hour because it's the love of God. And he saved the best and strongest love for last and the most revelation of this love for last, for this generation, to overcome death. And it's only in the overcoming of death by the living water do you actually come into the full expression of Christianity. Because we all have our opinions about everything, but unless it's in the water, it's lies. So we get our brains washed, washed in the water of the Word, and everything that's just the knowledge of good and evil, that's true but has no life in it, so it's from Satan and his angels, gets washed out. So that's what you deal with. Christian civil war. Sheep, goats, wheat, tear, wise, foolish. Every single day of your Christian lives after you're born again, and the foolish have beat up the wise, and have taken advantage of the wise, have stolen their oil, And there comes a time in history where God tells the foolish virgins, you can no longer steal from the wise. You've had 10, 20, 30 years to cultivate your own oil, your own intimate knowledge, your own living water, your own springs. And this is not for the Buddhists or the Muslims or for the New Age. This is for the Christians. Can you imagine going to church for 10, 15, 20 years and never having a drink? of the waters of life, never drinking and sipping the glory, never growing one day in the knowledge of the glory, never knowing what full spiritual stature the entire existence of the Bible to build up your spirit is even for, that you would waste your entire life in religion and never grow in the spirit and the waters that you were born again of? You'd never grow in union? And then you have a whole system that's set up apart from divine union. And we have a cap on union. It's not just like we're growing outside of union, union in the river. It's like we set up a system, an entire infrastructure of false Christianity. And around trees, uh, heaven awaits the bride, the first chapter, has the goat's battering ram head demolishing that whole system. It's the carnal mind's Christianity. It's the brain and the dry place apart from the water. It's a desert place. These are buildings made by human hands. All of it looks like Christianity. That's the most deceptive thing. And I know most of you are still deceived. It's true. Me a little bit too. I can tell because I see strange fire continuously presented before you on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, ministries, and the majority of you listening right now can't tell the difference between strange fire 
and living water. Because you're still in the beast system of strange fire, and you don't even know how to drink yet. Most Christians haven't even entered 30-fold glory of the joy. And here we are ministering 100-fold glory realm of divine love, and we can't even give you a lot of the deeper things because it would totally destroy your lives. You would stumble on it, you would go away, and you'd give up on the glory altogether. 30-fold glory is you're completely in the joy of the Lord all the time. I mean, are you in the joy of the Lord all the time? 30, 60, 100-fold. Jesus Christ said there's a 30, 60, and 100-fold glory realms. 30-fold is in the joy glory. 60-fold is in the peace glory. 100-fold is in the love glory. And the greatest of these is love. There's nothing like the love. And love is the full spiritual stature of Jesus Christ at age 33. And nearly no Christian on earth is walking on it. Even those that claim to be like love apostles and stuff, they aren't really walking in it. There is not a single man or woman in the charismatic church walking in the hundredfold love realm right now. It's true. Because it cannot be done inside buildings made by human hands. It cannot be done within church. It's not possible. You cannot be a church Christian and walk in the hundredfold realm. You can walk in the thirtyfold joy. They'll still persecute you. You see how they treat the drunken glory. Drunken glory is like thirtyfold joy glory. That's how backslidden churchianity, even charismatic churchianity is, that the joy glory is still persecuted and mistreated in 99% of Christian churches on planet earth right now in 2019. You think God's just going to start over? Did he have to start over in his first coming? He'll start over in his second coming. Jesus Christ did something completely outside of institutionalized religion, and that's why they murdered him. He was taking all the people, he was taking all the finances. And he said no to the whole synagogue system. He said no to all of it. He said no to Herod's temple. I'll destroy this temple. I'll rebuild it in three days. Talked about his body. They had to talk with her. Well, he killed that, destroyed that thing too. Actually, he didn't do it. Satan did it because it belonged to Satan. Titus of Rome sacked Jerusalem in 70 AD. The prophets warned him for 30 years. Leave Jerusalem. None of them leave. Everyone that was in Jerusalem was crucified and murdered. 100% man, woman, and children. 100%. Not a single survivor in the sacking of Jerusalem in the diaspora of 70 AD. That wasn't God. That was Satan. Because religion and stubbornness belongs to Satan, not God. God's the spirit of prophecy telling you to leave Jerusalem and follow Jesus. Go have fun and don't be religious. Get on a boat and sail to South Africa and plant a banana plantation. Oh no, I want to suffer. Buying a one-way ticket to Yemen and I'm going to get decapitated the first day of ministry and call myself a martyr. God's calling you an idiot. <laughs> You're an idiot. Because God is not a suicidal, you know, strap bombs on your and kill yourself crazy religious person. God's a hedonist. At my right hand are pleasures forevermore. It's Satan that wants to beat you up with religion, make you look good in front of others by how much you suffer. Oh, I suffered so much. Listen, the, the modern day apostles of the water temple have suffered more than everyone in the world combined, not because of religion, but for righteousness sake. And none of them complain about it because they're all whacked in the glory. They live in 30, 60, 100 fold glory. Because the glory raises a standard and heals the pain of actual suffering for righteousness' sake. So that no one can boast and say, Oh, God was just beating me up. 
I was learning God's lessons from the school of hard knocks. No, you are in rebellion by being yoked to a religious spirit that has absolutely less than nothing to do with the kingdom of God or the river or real Christianity or the Bible. The religious spirit is the spirit of Antichrist that sets itself up in the temple and brings division. So that I'm right by what I know. And everyone's got an opinion in America. Because everyone's got the knowledge of good and evil in their brain. But anyone that's got the glory, the waters of humility of the lower pool, they're in union all the time. That's where we're going to find the unity of the brethren. Everyone that gets the glory octopus wrapped around their legs and gets pulled down into the lower pool of the springs of the humility of the Lamb of God. Amen. There are creatures in the waters. It's not just angels. There are creatures in the Bible. You think Noah's Ark was saving all kinds of stuff? Listen, every, all the animals that are on earth are also in heaven, plus a lot of different ones. <laughs> and I've heard many prophets say, plus even dinosaurs. <laughs> you might find a Diplodocus in, in the Garden of Eden. 300 yards 300 meter long animals. It's like Jurassic Park in areas of the Garden of Eden. There's no, nothing went extinct there, you know? Hallelujah. Maybe even a ty Tyrannosaurus Rex. Maybe not. I haven't seen them. I just stay open to anything because I've been continuously weirded out every day for 20 years by how amazingly crazy our God is in a good way. The closer to the throne, the crazier the creature, covered in eyes, covered in wings. There is nothing normal about it, but it's normal to God the Father. I think we're the ones that are not normal. We have made being an animal in the flesh normal. We have made the curse of the fall normal, and we have, been, we have made being holy and divine and cherubim and seraphim weird. That's actually holiness. The weirdness of the throne room is actual holiness. The weirdness to God is being stuck in the flesh, living like a mere human when He's already given His Son to transfigure you 2,000 years ago. And you don't even use any of it to transform yourself from the inside out because you're scared. That's weird to God the Father. He can't relate to that because there's not a drop of cowardice in God the Father. And he'll send angels, and he'll send prophets, and he'll send apostles, he'll send teachers, evangelists, and pastors to help you along the way. And he'll, he's going to send the fivefold. Listen, you think the fivefold's done with? You haven't seen fivefold yet. Before this thing is completely over and finished, the fivefold will be in the strongest, most perfected state it's ever been in Christianity in 2,000 years. Perfect pastors, perfect evangelists, perfect teachers. Because you'll only find perfection when their heads are underwater. And most of these people have barely even begun drinking. The church is barely glorified. The bride is barely glorified. You got a few heads of the bride. You got a couple judges like Deborah. You got people that are mostly ragtag. And they look at themselves and they compare themselves one to another. They don't compare themselves to the ancient of days. They don't compare themselves to King David or King Solomon or Enoch. They compare themselves to like other Christians. And our standard is so low and pitiful that that's why we're so weak. And most of our theology is because of how weak and low we are. That we don't even know what's available. Until you're lifted up above the seven stars of your solar system, you are utterly clueless of what you're even capable of as one person. 
if your ideas come from a soul that's not transfigured yet, you're going to have to let them all burn. Nothing in there is right. Now, there's stuff right in your spirit, but there's nothing right in your brain. Literally, almost every Christian will have to burn continuously everything in their brain in order to start walking in real glory. Transfigured by the renewing of your mind. It's also a glorifying of your personality with the springs of the waters of life. It's also the fire of God burning your brains. Amen. A living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, laying your life down on the altar. There's a gold altar before His throne that the seven spirits of God burn your brains, burn your flesh, burn your bones, and burn your blood with the Holy Ghost. You know, resting tongues of fire. They were getting barbecued. Right? Yeah. And then they manifested the divine nature in rivers of fire, and 3,000 were added under their number that day. There's nothing human about the book of Acts. It's the Acts of the Apostles or the Acts of God the Father. For an apostle, it's just someone that represents God the Father accurately. It's God the Father made flesh. That's what an apostle is. The Acts of the Apostles, you know. Fifth book in the New Testament. Someone that accurately represents God the Father on earth, God the Father incarnate. The mature things of God the Father, wisdom of the ages, are normal, should be normal in the apostolic. And there will be many apostles, but there's always degrees of maturity, and there's always rank and order, and it will come together as people begin to drink the living water, because there's nothing more mature than the elder of the elderly, the mature one of all mature ones is what that means. The huios of all huioses. The chief son of all sons of God. John. Of the water temple. The apostle of love of the living water. That's the message of John. There's nothing more mature in Christianity than that. That's the full blueprint of the restoration of all things. It comes from the hundredfold realm that the apostle John walked in. Glory to God. There was three, weren't there? Peter, James, and John resting on his chest. I believe it represents 30, 60, 100 fold. Close to him. Only John rested on his chest. But James and John were there too. Or James and Peter were there. Peter, James, and John. And they were up on the mountain of transfiguration. So they all had the opportunity of bringing the 100 fold, but only John was capable of it. Peter had already been crucified upside down. He did awesome works. But if the if the great apostles, Peter, James, and John, represented the 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold glory realms, and how casual are we around the glory of God? And these men laid their life down and were great martyrs. These men wrote scripture. You better check yourself to see if you're even in the glory and start getting some reverence. Get all that familiarity out of you because it's all demons. It's all disrespect. It's all dishonor. If the greatest men of God in the first century were 30, 60, and 100-fold glory, glory, completely pickled in that glory, you need to have reverence for that level because most of us haven't even entered the 30-fold glory. Most of us, at the sound of my voice, are not even consistent in 30-fold. And we're trying to get familiar with 100-fold. It's time to drink, and the waters of life will refine you, wash you, sanctify you, carry you. It'll cleanse your will. It'll cleanse your spinal cord. 
which is your will. It'll cleanse your brain, which is your, your mind, your thoughts. It'll cleanse your blood and your heart, which is your emotions. Your whole soul, your heart, your brain, and your spine will line up with God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ's soul, His will, His mind, and His emotions on the throne so you can be in actual obedience to the throne of the living God. Most of us, even charismatic Christians, for the first time in our Christian lives. We've been obedient to types and shadows and forms and churchianity and buildings made by human hands, but we know very little about the kingdom. We do. It's mostly really casual stuff. God's going to restore the fear of the Lord. And all these people that are so familiar with the God they barely know are going to be really, really put in check. Because these living waters mean business. It's not just so you feel good and drunk and happy. They'll do that too, because God is a comforter. He sent the comforter because you need it, because this world has been hell. Now the living waters will turn it into heaven, but those that mistreat the living waters, treat it as profane and common, the sacred things of God that were purchased by the death of Jesus on the cross, that most people just mock and make fun of, will be struck. They're not going to be struck by the sun and the moon. They're going to be struck by the glory They'll be struck by divine love. They'll be struck by the wrath of the Lamb. Not a bad thing. It's a good thing. God's a disciplinarian. He disciplines those He loves. Hebrews 13, it is written. And the glory and the divine love will discipline the nations. Jesus Christ said, Dash the nations to pieces like pottery. That's the wrath of the Lamb. That's the full measure of the water turning into blood of Revelation 16. The waters turn into blood or the water turns into wine because we all know from being drinkers for 20 years that the blood is the new wine. This is the blood of the everlasting covenant. Drink it whenever you remember me. So we're drinking the new wine. We're drinking the blood of Jesus because we're real Christians and now we release the wrath of the Lamb. We, We release the full blood of Jesus and the pressure, the atmospheric pressure through the seven stars and from the 12 stars and the 7 stars. So all the heavens and all the solar system and all the sky and everything in this universe that is our inheritance, creator of heaven and earth, the stars and the sands of Abraham, now will manifest the love of God and remove sin, death, sickness, disease, rebellion, immorality, and idolatry by force through all flesh at an ever-increasing rate according to you you and my growth. It's not just some sovereign pie-in-the-sky thing. This is a new covenant where your body is the temple. You know, you remember that? 1 Corinthians 6, 19. Now, God only moves through men and women. There's no external God. That's Satan deceiving you. It's God moving through men and women in covenant because that's what the new covenant is for 2,000 years. Nobody's bewitched around here serving an external Jesus on a cross. You know, we're serving Christ in us. We've realized the glory and we're manifesting the rivers of glory and restoring this universe back to its original state had there never been a curse of the fall. And we're going back in the timeline and healing the days as the ancient of days. Moving from the throne of God and the Lamb through the days and removing the evil that's been in the days. Redeem the times for the days are evil Ephesians says. How do you redeem the time? You get above time. You get your heart so built up that it lifts your soul above the sun and the moon and the stars that fell into the constellations, into the throne of David, into 
the 12 stars of Revelation 12.1, which is the heart of the zodiac and the observatory of the 12 tribes of the 12 months of the 12 stars of Revelation, of the heavens, of the second heavens. And there you'll find the two-thirds of the stars that war from their courses, according to Judges 5 verse 20, represented by Deborah, who is the mature bride of Christ. Above the fallen angels, above the fallen systems, above the fallen planetary, all of that stuff's getting washed, all of it's getting healed, because we've taken the high place of the observatory in the second heavens. That's where the throne of Satan has been for 6,000 years. The sons of God have already conquered it. That's why you're seeing all the transfiguration of civilization happening, and almost no Christians are even aware of it yet. The New Agers are a little aware of it, but they're so religious that they block themselves off from understanding anything of the mature things of God, and they're mostly in their little incubators and their building systems being scared of everything they don't understand, like Neanderthals. And we love them, but it's got to change. And you can't go down to their level and become Neanderthals and scared of everything with them. You've got to stay up in the spirit of glory, spirit of grace, in the high place and rain down upon them. You have to reign, the reign of Christ, and Christ is in you. Not outside you, Christ in you. Colossians 1.27, Christ in you, and he builds you up into full spiritual stature. It says in Colossians that Jesus Christ filled the whole universe when he ascended into heaven. So we're filling the whole universe and we're just partnering with the Lamb's ability because he's been fully formed in us. And the majority of his ability is when you've overcome your own ability, then you partake in his ability, which is far superior than anything you could ever expect, imagine, or pray for. And it's a working in the temple of the universe, and it's working in the temple of your body. It's an internal work, and it's an external work, and it's all supernatural by humility. It's all supernatural. God is a spirit. All the angels that fell are spirits. All the angels that remained are spirits. It's all spiritual. The only thing that binds us is having our minds attached to the natural dimension and not being spiritual enough to understand any angelic reality of heaven and hell. So a lot of people are just spiritual enough to get in trouble and get confused and get fearful. But we haven't gone all in to be hot or all in to be cold. Because those that are extreme hot, extreme cold, have no confusion. There's no confusion between the sons of God and the sons of Satan. We've chosen sides entirely. And we're all in. The only thing is the multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision, they don't know what hot or cold is. They're scared of both of them. They're scared of the red dragon sons, and they're scared of the sons of God, and they live in this lukewarm Laodicean area in the middle, and they don't have a full commitment for one or the other. But they'll come into God. Two-thirds will come into God, because two-thirds war in the star courses of the heavens, and two-thirds of the waters war in the water courses of the earth, through blood and through brains. And that's exactly the measure that will be saved in all the world. Because two-thirds obey. And it's all about the lights of the heavens, and it's all about the waters of the earth. Because once you're built up in full spiritual stature, all that's left to do is take the stars and take the sands, Abraham's promises. Because you've already developed everything in the third heaven. Now take the seven, the, the second heaven in your soul and take the earth through your blood. He's got seven stars in his right hand. That's for taking blood. He's got 12 stars on his head. That's for taking souls. That's the full power of wielding everything that's in the universe naturally. The natural universe that your flesh, bones, and blood were created from. 
Amen. It's the overcoming of the curse of the fall in nature. Amen. You're set apart and you get built up in spirit. Moses set apart from Egypt, grew up in spirit 40 years. Then he was sent back into natural Egypt to deliver them naturally, to have a natural inheritance. And they came out with all the gold naturally. Supernatural, built up, then natural conquering. More than conquerors. You're built up spiritually, then you're taking it naturally. If you don't take it naturally, you're not doing much. You have very little rewards in heaven because it costs you. Once you start dealing with people's souls, start transfiguring souls, the, all the kingdom of hell will oppose you because you're destroying the kingdom and the principalities of hell en masse. And that's exactly what we're doing. So partner with us as we destroy all the kingdom of hell in the heavens and the earth and under the earth through all flesh at redlettermen.com. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.